A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique, and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. As Vincent Mann gets further away from the wrestling industry, the impression becomes worse. It's a bit like when you find like a really old manuscript from thousands of years ago and all the text is intelligible. We believe he squawked like a bird. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> To the Cold Holic Classic Raw review is the other Cold Holic Lads countdown to Clash at the Castle this fucking weekend. What? We are here via Ica Pro Power DeLorean back in the halcyon days of 1996 WWF. Who be we? I be fake Geordie, radio presenter with that portfolio, Tom Campbell, with the mulligan to my own hair, the rambunctious Jackie Orlando. Hello, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a buck buck too. Oh, everyone's doing a buck buck. Everyone's doing a buck buck. How are you? I'm okay. We are. We're getting this episode uh, in the can. Yes, as the kids say, because mm. uh, you and I are both away in September. Yeah. So we're spending this week sort of bulk recording them. So apologies that we can't talk about too many sort of uber topical things because who knows what state the fucking industry is going to be in. By yeah. the time we get anywhere, <laughs> it's all just a mess at the moment. But this one's going out the week of Clash at the Castle. Exciting. Oh, I'm giddy, mate. Are you excited? So excited. On assignment. My parents are like, wow, so you're going to do a WWE show? Like, yes, because that's my job now. <laughs> talk to wrestlers. And my dad said, don't talk about yourself and wrestling, but I have to now because it's my job. So <laughs> I know, I'm very excited. Sam has warned me. So the plan is Sam and I are going down on the Thursday because then we've got a media day on the Friday mm. and then we'll be joined by Andrew and Owen, uh, I think on the Friday or the Saturday, maybe oh, the that, Friday. Is that the squad, is it? Yeah, squad. I'm surprised Petiti's not getting involved. Uh, I think he'll actually sit back and let us do the work. I think he'll be quite happy to hang back in the office. I think as a manager, he's more useful to be in the office area yeah, yeah. Than, than on assignment. So he's just, he's just now, don't whatever you do, don't make us look fucking stupid. I'm like, I won't, <laughs> boss. Even though you're Trying on assignment, are you going to take any signs? Oh, that's a good thought, actually. I don't know, because I think we're going to be in like the media section. So okay. I, I don't know whether... 
I took a, I took a sign to a house show one too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It depends who I'll be sat next to. You know, I feel I feel bad if if Wrestle Talker sat there and I'm holding up signs saying Wrestle Talker rubbish. I won't take signs that say Wrestle Talker rubbish. I, um, <laughs> I'll attitude era podcast is very good. That'll be the sign that I'll take. I'll take them. I mean, I. I've only ever taken a sign to one wrestling show that I can remember, and it was a TNA show in Florida. Ooh. And I did a lovely, elaborate cartoon drawing of Kurt Angle yeah. with his medals and everything, all the TNA championships. But then my brother turned up in a West Bromwich Albion shirt with a sign that just said, West Brom on tour. <laughs> Guess who got on telly? <laughs> Fuck it. West Brom. What was the sign that you took? Um, I took one to... A WCW Nitro House show. Mm. The ill-fated WCW Nitro mm. House show. Because you were at that one, weren't you? I was at that wow. one. Wow. Were people genuinely livid? I liked it at the time. Yeah? Because although the main event was terrible, mm. and like, you know, there was no Sting, there was no Nash, there was no Goldberg. There was nothing, was there? No. Um, I did see Ric Flair and Lex Luger versus Vampiro and... Kurt Hennig, which is a weird thing, but looking back on it, being like, why didn't you just put Flair and, and Perfect and Luca in the main event rather than the Harris Brothers versus the Mamelukes introduced by fucking Michael Buffer? Yeah. Um, who else was on there? It was Dustin Rhodes versus Terry Funk. There was uh, Jim Duggan versus uh, Fit Finley, and Duggan got a USA chant going, and then Fit Finley shot on the crowds afterwards, going, "What are you doing? <laughs> you fucking idiot!" Um, who else was on there? There's loads of better combos you could have had as a main event. I'm, I'm sure Booker T or Jarrett was on the show. One of them was. Should we pull up the card? Pull up the card. I think it was Manchester, I want to say 2000. Was it not Liverpool? No, no, it was Manchester. Manchester Evening News Arena. So the Manchester ah, Arena, yes. Which is a 20,000-odd seat arena. And do we see the just went, oh, we sold a lot of tickets to this. <laughs> Let's not put Fuck any you. effort into it. <laughs> Fuck you lot. That's like, okay, fine. Right, World Championship Wrestling. I'm going to go. Big thank you to the very clever people, or maybe a person, I don't know, behind cagematch.net that has all saved our bacon on multiple occasions, is it not? <laughs> it's the only way I can do my job. <laughs> <laughs> so never shut down, never leave. Okay, so um, do you roughly remember the date? Was it was it the Millennium Tour in Manchester? It was the Millennium Tour in Manchester. There it is. Oh, I've got it. Okay, so here was your card. Okay. Uh, Norman Smiley versus Brian Nobbs. I liked Norman Smiley at the time. He was mm. over. It was, you know, screaming Norman Smiley and all the hardcore stuff. As uh, an opener. Yeah, okay. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, the Wall versus David Flair. Don't remember that, but I can't believe I've seen David Flair wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a collector's item, isn't it? That Fuck is, me. isn't it? Yeah, Christ. That's <laughs> a, that, get that as an NFT. Uh, world television title match between Jim Duggan and Fit Finley. Yeah. With Fit going, why are you chanting USA? <laughs> you bunch of fucking idiots. Um, yep, Kurt Hennigan Vampiro versus Team Package, Ric Flair and the Total Package, Lex Luger. Are you going to put that on? Yeah, because Luger's music was playing for ages and no one knew what the music was because it was the, like, it wasn't a, mm. it wasn't as biddly, biddly, widdly guitar one. And then when he came out, everyone went, oh, fucking hell, it's Lex Luger. Oh, yeah, that weird, like, <laughs> so it was playing that for about 15 minutes. And I was like, what's going on? And then Luger comes out and he's like, oh, shit, it's Luger. And then Flair comes out, you're like, it's Flair? All right, okay. <laughs> Just in the middle of the show. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Funk versus Dustin Rhodes. Which ended with Terry Funk uh, brawling with Dustin into the back and hitting him with a raw chicken. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, Booker versus Jeff Jarrett 
in the semi-main for the US title. Why didn't you put that as the main event? Because then you had the Marmalukes versus the Harris brothers in the main for the world tag titles. Yeah. Jesus. So, on hindsight, it, it, it's an okay card. It's just a, a terrible main event. Why would you do that in the main? Unless somebody read the show, <laughs> like unless they got a piece of paper mixed up. I don't know. Because, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't strike me as like there was there was a mistake and this was a last minute substitution. Yeah, it strikes me as this was the card that they were quite happy to go with. Yeah, and it's like, why would you like on the ticket as well? It was a proper printed ticket, and it was uh, yeah, Nash, Goldberg, Sting, everyone. Um, naughty that is. They came back after you know there was because it was on Watchdog and people were booting off and everything. Mm-hmm. They did come back later in the year and tape. Thunder. Oh, I've got the card here for Thunder. Yeah, because I, I went to I went to the Thunder taping, oh, there which you was go. much better. Oh my god, look at this for Thunder, right? You had uh Booker versus Lance Storm for the world title. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash versus Mike Sanders. Mm-hmm. Gold- average. Goldberg versus Bagwell. Yeah. And Sting versus Scott Steiner. That's so, better. Yeah, much better. Yeah. That's better. Goldberg had the full entrance and everything, but oh. he had the Manchester Arena guys with him in their bright yellow jackets walking oh, Basically, the music video to Is This the Way to Amarillo? Yeah. <laughs> but starring Goldberg. So that that was a much better experience. They actually did one more uh, show in Manchester before they ended. It was on the 13th of November in 2000, and it featured... Um, General Erection versus Lance Storm for the US title. Mm. Kevin Nash and Sting versus Chronic. Ooh. Uh, Goldberg versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh! <laughs> and, Book- and Booker and Steiner in the main event. Oh, God. That's all right. You literally went to the worst card. <laughs> yeah. Oh! I wonder, <laughs> I wonder where they just put always put a little extra in it because they knew how badly received the last few were. Where they went, we've really got to try hard in Manchester now. We've really got to make good. Exactly, but... Like I said, 2000, because we found out with hindsight that uh, WCW won the Monday Night Wars in the UK, didn't they? It did, yeah, because it was on terrestrial television rather than than satellite cable television. So, therefore, it had more viewers on Channel 5. And it was like three months out of date as well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And heavily censored. They didn't need to try, and they won the Monday Night War over here in the UK. So, we were were always shocked when the WWF won the whole thing. Why? We've been thrashing them. It was, it was very mismanaged. Oh. It's even with the the Toy Biz figures that came out around the time. Um, some of the later ones, like the last se- one of the last series, had like Shane Douglas and Mike Orsman stuff in them. And in America, on cards, they go for a whack of money because they're rare. Everywhere over here in the UK, mm. I had them. <laughs> Bash them to shit, and now I'm just like when <laughs> I travel back in time, but they're like, oh, get some spares and put them in the attic. There you go, because they'll be worth something soon, maybe. Yeah, well, they're worth something now. Yeah. Mmm, this is a little nest egg. Uh, we'll go, we're going to go further back for this, though. For 1996, we are back in for Col- the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. And you've been sending emails oh. to classicacultaholic.com. Remember this bit? I do. Now, obviously, we are, we're, we're doing a block of tapings. We are, you know what? We're keeping the true spirit of Raw in 1996 by basically doing a block of tapings. Uh, we've had a live one and now two, two dead ones. Yeah. Uh, so expect it to be warmed up cold cuts by sort of like the middle of September. So apologies if you've sent an email after hearing the last one and I don't read it out because the one that we recorded that's going out, that's gone out before this one hasn't aired when we are recording this one. (laughs) Time is a construct of human perception. Uh, but there are some emails. <laughs> it's quarter past day. There's fish on my dress. There's fish everywhere. (laughs) It's everywhere. Oh, it's back in September, isn't it? 
it is. Oh my god! I, I tried sharing Sounds it to Sean, and she wasn't into it. But I, I do quote two things from it all the time. I always go, do, 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 do. <laughs> do be healthy. And she does join in with that. Even apart from, she gives me looks when I go, ah, oh, don't eat that. I'm like, you'd see four grey. <laughs> and whenever um, Poppy's having a drink, I just go, scrub, scrub, scrub till the water's brown. <laughs> <laughs> just looks at me but yeah i'm looking forward to the return the one i always i i I'm, it's lovely because every time i mention it on the news a lot i always do time is a construct of human perception and people always go oh he's a dog I'm like, yeah i'm fucking an og me yeah and again i showed it to alex my significant other and she's like i just I don't stand don't is it funny how like you have those things you go look at that isn't that great and you go, i just don't it's it's horrible it i think horrible. one i showed to alex she went i don't like it it's horrible it it is the it's the food one, which is the worst one. It's horrible. Oh, it's haunting. Because I first... Haunting. I first watched... The one I came into was Time, the second one, and it was when I was working nights at HMV, and it was after a night shift that my mate Josh just went, watch this, it's great. So before I went to bed, I watched that, and I was like, oh, it's mad that. Time to go to sleep and have lucid dreams. Yeah. But, um, talk yeah. about how time makes your appearance change. <laughs> Make it stop! I feel like that some days about time. Make it stop! <laughs> The other thing I tend to quote, and it's a really obscure bit, but for some reason, you know, sometimes when a noise just like really resonates with you, mm. it's in the last one when uh, the t- the clock man returns, yeah, and the yellow guy just goes, "You," <laughs> I just like the way he says it, "You." We, were, we I remember when that last one came out, and we all gathered round to watch like the premiere, and uh, my mates. Sister, she was pissing herself at just the. You can have a dream about riding a horse, or you can have a dream about drowning, drowning in oil. <laughs> Death. And it just the singing gets more intense as it gets a bit more warm. Yeah. You can have a dream about riding a horse. Like it's gone. Oh, if you haven't watched it, you've probably got a Scooby Doo. What we're talking about, but do take time. It's 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 horrible, but it's brilliant. It is fucking I didn't great. like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to which. Hey lads. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> I really enjoy all the classic review shows. They help me get me through my work day and all long runs. Sorry about your diarrhea. I enjoy, <laughs> I enjoy it so much that I created the Cultaholic Classic Reviews Out of Context Twitter page to share some quotes that have my co-workers looking at me as I snort and crack up with my earbuds in. You're welcome. I was wondering, as the Raw reviews continue on, once you get to the fall of 1999, the autumn, since you have already gone through the time period with the SmackDown reviews, will you be re-watching all the pay-per-views? Keep up the amazing work, Jason in Ohio. Thank you, Jason. Uh, yes, Cold Hollow Classic Reviews out of context. I think I plugged them last week. I'll plug them again. That's a, a lovely little thing to have, a little out of context Twitter account that just every so often reminds old sad Ken here of some of the weird shit we've said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's a living nightmare. It's, it's funny because they, they almost look at their out of context. It just looks like your normal Twitter feed. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. What did he put the other day? He put, why would you have a baby called Les? <laughs> I just said, no, Sean's like, when, was, when did you think the last time that there was a male... Baby boy born in the English-speaking world called Les or Leslie. And she just went, probably hasn't been for a while. Because there was a story a few years ago about, oh, Gary's are dying out. Yeah, we're I was like, out of Gary's. I was like, Les must be on its way. Unless they kind of re, re, remix it by spelling it slightly different. Hmm. This is Leslie, and it's spelled L-E-S-L-I-I with an umlaut. Baby Les? Baby Les. <laughs> Lesbo Ferdinand. <laughs> 
It's all bottom live as well. Yeah. Which one? Hooligans. Oh, uh, no. Oh, shit. It wasn't Hooligans Island. That's my favorite one. It was uh, Weapons Grade Y for on tour. So, yeah. so the first half of it, they're in Hooligans Island. And the second half, they're in the dome. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no. Oh, that's a good one, that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it Weapons Grade Y Fronts? Yes. No, 2001 and Arse Oddity. Weapons Grade Y Fronts was the one after it where they had the time machine and the exploding toilet. Oh! So I, I went to the fourth one, not the fifth one. It was an okay one. I call it my laboratory tory tory. Yeah. So it wasn't as good as the third one. Or was mm. the fifth one? It was a good one, but the third one's the best for me. Hooligans Island was excellent. Yeah. Like it was a, you know, the. Yeah, it was, an, and it's and it's in canon with Bottom, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's canon. Yeah, so like it's they do they do end up on an island. It's not just forgotten about. They do end up on, a, and then they end up in sort of like the weird concept of space for a little while <laughs> because of reasons. Um, anyway, yeah, to answer this administrative question, something I I kind of thought about the other day because obviously the classic Raw review started in two thousand and nineteen. Uh, sorry, the classic SmackDown review started in two thousand nineteen, and we were doing every pay per view for a watch along. Now we are going to be in three years time hitting similar territory. Mm. And I think, I think we watch him again. I was thinking this the other day. I think we watch him again. Because I was thinking what we're going to do when the first episode of SmackDown comes around. Like, mm. will we do a rewatch of that? I think bro- so. Because uh, I thought, obviously, there'll be three years is a long time, especially in the wrestling yeah. business. The frames of reference will be different. We'll mm. both be pushing 40. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be, I'll be climbing deeply into the 40s. Oh, Jesus, H Christ. I might be dead. That'd be exciting. Oh. Um, especially since I've not written a will yet. The boyhood dream. <laughs> yeah, the boyhood dream has ended. Um, He's dead. Um, <laughs> this, but yeah, so I think we will do him again. Yeah. We'll do him again. Because uh, enough time has passed like, yeah. to offer an alter. As you say, the frames of reference have changed. Uh, and, and we'll all be a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and we can hit them up again. Yeah. And then, yeah, most definitely we'll do them again. And by which point, I think the Nitro Review will be there as well. So we can always have some fun with the WCW stuff as well. So, yeah. Oh, the heady days of WCW 99. Oh my God, I cannot wait. Hello, Tom and other guy. Lol, I know who Jackie Orlando is. Well done. I have a few questions (laughs) for the both of you to answer during this period of Monday Night Raw. Who on the current WWE slash AEW roster would fit into the era of Raw ahead of WrestleMania 12? Uh, In fact, ignoring the actual WrestleMania 12 card, who could they face? Um... He gives us a couple of other questions. We get a couple of other questions from Fion as well. So thank you, Fion, for these. Um, but we'll answer this first one. So who on the current roster uh, would would bode well in the current era of Monday Night Raw or who we'd like to see? The first one that's jumped to mind is from AEW, Brian Cage. Mm. Mm. Beefy guy for Shawn Michaels to, yeah. to rock with. Yeah. Oh, I like that um, a lot. From the WWE roster, it's probably maximum male models, isn't it? Yeah, that would that would work quite beautifully because we talked the other day on the Nitro review. Somebody asked us about like if you could do like a, a prisoner swap between New Generation WWF and sort of '96 WCW, who would you move to where? Ooh. And the one that we had, uh, or the one that one of the ones that they had even was having the Smoking Guns move to WCW mm. uh, in exchange for the American Males. Ooh, they do well in the WWF roster would. in '96, and they they do. Yeah. American males. Um, but in terms of modern day... Ooh, because... Convergence. Because then you'd have Billy Gunn in the NWO and you'd have Buff Bagwell in DX. Oh! He would be kicked out immediately. 
He'd be thrown to the side. Yeah. Incidentally, the one I pitched for that question, we will get to your question for you in a second. What I pitched for that was I'd move Owen Hart to WCW mm. to have some bangers with like Benoit Guerrero in that and kind of be like the, you know, you could, you could have some fun of being like the real Hart family member and having a heart on either side of the Monday Night War that's quite, that's quite tasty and then I would move 1996 version of the Giants to WWF yeah before he gets too fat and lazy and, and, and gets some bad habits in place I'd say right we've got Paul hang around with Undertaker Undertaker, yeah. show him your knives. Yeah. Uh, and just make sure he, he, you know, stays on the straight and narrow. And then you've got a fucking killer giant in 96 that's being trained the right way, looked after the right way, and could just easily take over the business. That'd be excellent. Because oh. now I'm imagining... Because, like you said... I would have warned you of this question, but I didn't think I'd be going down this cul-de-sac. Nah, that's all right. Because with Giant, obviously, like you said, he became very complacent and yeah, a bit really big is. for his boots. But also, obviously, for his belly. <laughs> as we'd see with WCW, and you've got the click talking across shows. Like, imagine Owen Hart, WCW champion, saying, Ah, Brett, oh! I've got this. I'm bringing this home. I'm going to make Dad proud of me. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Yeah. Holy shnikes. That'd be so good. Just, just Owen lording it over Brett. Oh, yeah. And then you get Brett over. Then, you know, if the screw job goes down the way that it does, then you get Brett over in WCW. Yeah. And you do Owen versus Brett in WCW, they'll probably fuck it up by adding the NWO in some way, shape, or form. But <laughs> you get one marquee match before the before the poison that is the booking takes effect, and then you'd be fine. Um, modern roster from WWE. So we've got Brian Cage from AEW. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, from WWE. Um, I tell you, I think would be fun. I kind of think. I kind of think Seth Rollins would be fun in Ooh. in in '96. Yeah, like like overly dressed, flamboyant kind of over the top character. Book and fucking go. Book and fucking go. You know, yeah. cocky as shit. Yeah, him and Shawn Michaels could have some fun fights. Yeah, if they go, if they chose to go that way, that'd be good fun. That would be really. But of course, you know, if we're going to think like WWF would, they put I reckon just Hoy Omos into the new generation era. Yeah, I think, and then you know the idea of Sean fighting like a giant, like the biggest challenge for him, Omos. Yeah, and you could, you know, you you could repackage him as like a fucking postal worker. I don't know what they do in WWF in the new generation era. Okay. Like big boy Omos, I think would be good. It, is it a, is it a two way door then? Because I was just thinking, imagine Ahmed Johnson in modern day. Oh, so we're putting them. I'll putting them across. Yeah. Yeah, Ahmed, like a healthy Ahmed Johnson in yeah. WWE 2022. So he's still got, you know, the push him still as Ahmed Johnson, but have more people around him to say, right, here's how you do all this safely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just guiding him much yeah. more. That would be fun. And then maybe bring, yeah. And then it, depending on the timeline, for me personally, if I was going to put Omos on Raw, I'd or move Omos back in time. I'd bring Bulldog forward in time. Oh, yeah, you would. You know, of course I would. Clash of the Castle's coming up. Oh. Hall of Fame induction for Bulldog. Oh. But have actual Bulldog there. Yeah. Give someone a power slam. Good old days. Bulldog versus yeah. Roman. Yeah. He can open. Oh, my God. Gold oh. glove bastard. Dog king. Dog man. Dog, dog king man. Dog, king, dog man. Fucking king, kill you. King man dog. dog. <laughs> What's going on? Where's, uh, where's shit? Where's Wales? Oh. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm a fucking Wembley! Oh shit! <laughs> lads, I'm here, there's no lads I'm here, there's no ring! There's no cars! Am I on the wrong side? <laughs> where, whereabouts, uh, whereabouts at uh, the Principality are you? The what? 
the Principality Stadium where Clash of the Castle's What's happening. What's that? <laughs> you said it was the anniversary of Wembley. So yeah, but we're not at Wembley. Oh shit! I'll be there in about four hours. The show's starting, Dave. Wembley looks different as well. Let's we change that. Why are you doing it in Wales? <laughs> We've been advertising it for years, Dave. Clash, of, Clash, Clash of, of the Bastards. Clash, <laughs> Clash of the Bastards. Who? Clash of the Bastards. Who? Would Pack be involved then in as well? Who? <laughs> Davey versus Pack. Oh. Oh. Do not fucking threaten me with a good time. Do not threaten me with a good time. Ah, oh, Davey, man, you twat. Davey, stop being... <laughs> He's fucking gone to Wembley. Fuck's sake. Will we have a fucking match on Zoom? Fuck's sake. I don't know why he's from Manchester. Um, what is your favourite attire from around this time? It's another question from Fion. Like, favourite gear? I do like... <laughs> let's, let's not make any uncouth references to the gear that half the lads were on. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Sean's looks about this time. Obviously, he's still trying to grow out the mullet, so his hair's still a bit iffy, but his gear looks really good. Mm. Uh, Ahmed. I, I like his look with the with the weird kind of arm bits and his little hungry bum and his <laughs> knee pads and everything. I like it when he wears the Zubaz and the bum bag. Oh. <laughs> That's a great arm medal, that is. Um, but yeah, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I think as a, I think as a package, I think Mark Merrow looks very good now. I think Mark's got, a, mm. there's a lot of high hopes for him. Um, but Sean is a, Sean and a Diesel now, he's kind of, he's, he's a cool man again. Like it's a, Kevin quite, Nash. I like yeah. Kev, be quite cool. And finally, which episode of Raw are you most looking forward to reviewing? Oh, for me, it's going to be ECW Invasion. Oh, and that's not far away. Yeah, it's not that far at all. Yeah, your challenge has been accepted. ECW is in the house. Yeah, I'm looking that's forward to shit. Just, yeah, the, the, it's more storylines than episodes I'm looking forward to, but that's that's an episode. Ooh, oh, oh, he's remembered one. Pillman's got a gun. Ah, <laughs> Pillman's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> what did that Pillman do? <laughs> Pillman's got a gun is a great turning point with Kevin with Kevin Kelly blessing shit in his kegs. There's all that's going on. I'm interested to find out more about that episode of Raw before WrestleMania 13, which features uh, Bret Hart losing his shit, like finally just like the straw that broke the camel's back of Bret. Yeah, because I've seen the clip, but I've never seen it in context. Yeah, so I'm intrigued for the context behind it and like the brawl afterwards, which sees like Shawn Michaels who is injured and he's cried off WrestleMania, but still keen to be the last thought of the night. Like full Shawn Michaels in full cunt mode. Yeah, going into WrestleMania 13. So like that, I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm looking forward to that period as well, where I'm justified in my hatred of Shawn Michaels. Oh, you <laughs> will be. You will be ultra just. Justified in your hatred of Sean Michaels all the time we get yeah. there. Uh, thank you for your emails and thank you to Fion who says, appreciate you taking time to read my email. Been a massive fan of Cultaholic for a long time, but only discovered the classic reviews and watchlongs a few months ago. I'll be occasionally throwing on an old Nine Pitches podcast feed if I'm on the podcast feed if I'm bored. Okay. Thank you very much. And I'm glad you're enjoying the classic reviews. Thank you for finding them. It's amazing how people still sometimes don't know they're there. Yeah. And I go, so at a DM from somebody who said, I'd tell you good if you did like retro reviews of old wrestling shows. Like, I've been doing them for three years. <laughs> Have you? I said, yeah, on the podcast. You got a podcast? Yes. It's got a 
the reason I'm here. I- I'm just. It's gl- the reason for my job. I'm just glad that I haven't tanked the podcast after the good work that Justin oh, did. No, steady. Yeah. Steady. Little up. Steady. Yeah. I don't. It's, if there's a little bit up, I don't worry too much about that. I don't get too excited about that because it means it's steady away. It's steady away. Yeah, yeah, no concern. Because I do no promotion on Twitter, so I apologize. <laughs> but the, the way I look at it, I'm just like, well, everyone who follows me follows Tom, and Tom's the ultimate promotion mathe- machine, so I'm just going <laughs> to ponder about babies called Les. There you go. That's the, If anything, that's the kind of promotion that we need. Doing more of that, that'd be great. So, <laughs> in a second, we will get into uh, what's happening in the wrestling world this particular week, 8th of April, 1996. Um, classic at cultaholic.com. If you want to email as well, I forgot to say that bit. Uh, in the, let's take a quick look at the uh, the world of the real world, the boring real world. Mm. Uh, and in the movie world, number one in the US is Primal Fear. Maybe Primal Fear. No. Uh, directed by Gregory Hoblet, written by Stephen Shagan and Biderman, based on William Dial's 1993 novel of the same name, starring Richard Gere, John Mahoney, uh, Francis McDormand, and Ed Norton making his debut film about a Chicago defense attorney who believes that his altar boy client is not guilty of murdering a Catholic archbishop. With hilarious results. Okay, that. Does it ring a bell? Plot, plot synopsis rings a bell. What a weird cast. Mm, John Mahoney, was he? My Crane, wasn't he? Yeah. My Crane from Frasier. Do you know he's English? He's from yes. like Manchester. Which is why he didn't teach Daphne a fucking Mancunian accent. We'll never know. She's like, oh, it's Bonkins. It's great living in Manchester. <laughs> it's like, where the fuck are you from? When the Moon family descended, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why are you all from different parts of the fucking country? Still love Frasier, though. Oh, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah. We talked on the SmackDown review the other day, which you'll hear... You'll hear it tomorrow, I think, because I couldn't put it out this week. So I'd, I'd saved this. Is, this is the admin error that I spoke about. So I put the SmackDown review onto an SD card uh, and before I went to my next job. Plan being, I was going to upload it while I was there. Didn't get a chance to. Then ended up uh, seeing my mate on an evening and leaving my wallet in her car. So yes, so the SmackDown review has been held hostage in her car since Thursday. It's, yeah, so that's, that's timelines lining up because I remember you going, anyone seen my wallet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turned out as in my mate's car. Yeah. So, so that's the fun story. What a time, eh? So yeah, you'll get that on Tuesday. Um, by, you'll, you'll, know, you'll have had it by now. Gosh, time is a fucking contract. You'll have had it by now. Uh, either way, you'll have had it by now. <laughs> um, but we talked about, what did we talk about? Oh yeah, so... Um, Big Breakfast making a comeback. There was there was some stuff about like a pilot or something for a Big Breakfast special with hopes of Channel Four doing that show again. It's it's been on the last two Saturdays, I think, which I didn't know about until oh, really? on Twitter, and it just said, "Oh, Big Breakfast." And I was like, "What's that?" Because <laughs> someone put that it was on after you do a podcast. <laughs> someone put that it was it was on after Saturday brunch or Saturday kitchen or something like that. So brunch was before the Big Breakfast. <laughs> so. <laughs> Time is a construct of human perception. Uh, Because I said the issue you've got is that Frasier on Channel 4 just looped in perpetuity for all time. Yeah. Does so well. It was, yeah, because it'd be like Frasier, everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. King of Queens. Yeah. And that all just, and and it costs nothing because they've already bought the syndication. Yeah. It costs nothing just to run them over and over and over again because they have done for decades now. Well, that explains about 20 channels on satellite being like, oh, here's friends all day, every day. Yeah, because that's a good show. Easy money. Easy. <laughs> it's not a fan of Friends. Not a fan of Friends. I was a fan of Friends until like I was, as a teenager, I was dating um, someone who I was not compatible with. Let's say that much. Oh. Um, and she put. Was it a, Ross? It was Ross. 
<laughs> I was da- I was dating Ross, um, but she put on the DVD of Friends. I was trying to chat to her, and she was like, oh, sh- 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 "I'm watching Friends." I was like, "It's a DVD. <laughs> you've, you've seen it. You know all the lines." So I was therefore like in a bad mood and watching it, just thinking, "This isn't this this isn't realistic." And every character's an arsehole. And then when I eventually got into Seinfeld years later, it's like, "Oh, they've just taken Seinfeld, but." you know, missed all the, the pathos of Seinfeld. And it's nowhere near as funny. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just the fact that it's on constantly. Yeah, I, f- I find weird. Like, Cheers isn't on all the time. And Cheers was, at the time, as big as what Friends would become in the 90s. Cheers was massive. They... Obviously, Friends has become bigger. It's become its own mm. thing. But Cheers was were, there, were there not as many episodes of Cheers? There's a good few seasons, though. I wonder whether they would be reluctant to have it on such a high circulation. Maybe. It would burn quicker. Maybe. Maybe. Cheers, yeah. But Cheers is a phenomenal series. But obviously Friends is Friends is big money, man. Yeah. Friends is, a, Friends is one of the most successful TV shows of all time, whether he wants it or not. Mm. It really is. It goes Friends, Frasier, That's Gotta Be Kane, Cheers, Only Fools and Horses. Right, yeah. In that yeah. order. Well, yeah, because Only Fools is all the time as well. well. Yeah, that one's just like, that one, again, looped in perpetuity. Yeah. Like and just... if I switch it on, if I see Granddad, I'm like, all right, I'll watch this episode. It's a Granddad episode. We like them. Yeah. Rodney. <laughs> um, number one in the UK movie world is Toy Story still. Not surprised. Yeah, me. Uh, number one song in the UK is Firestarter, Twisted Firestarter by Prodigy. <laughs> That's got to be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be Kane. Uh, number one song in the US is Celine Dion for all the times you shit the bed, uh, which we had a lovely sing along to on Friday night. Which I seem to remember sending you a voicemail of us doing. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I was sat there and he's like, oh, Tom's what at me? Because for some re- reason, you always send me traditional text messages. I was started like, mixing it up. I was like, what's going on? It was a voice note. He's like, oh, shit, what's kicked off? <laughs> and then I press play. And I'm just going, for the time to shit the bed. It was on ours, Alexa. And Alex is going, why are you singing it like that? I could just hear Alex in the background going, why? <laughs> it's a thing I just and as I as I it's a thing I got with with Jackins. <laughs> oh, I have to call you Scouse Jack in our house oh. because whenever I say Jackins or Jack, she gets confused with you and Jack the Jobber. Yes, this is who I'm talking about from work. So she says, "Can you please call him Scouse Jack, just so I know?" Well, that's <laughs> like fine. Most of the office, main Jack. Most of the office just know me as Atkins because obviously when we first came on Slack, I thought. Who the fuck am I coming in here saying, hi, I'm Jack. See that, <laughs> see, see that co-founder of the company? He's not Jack. So Arrogance the uncouth. Yeah. So at first, like, Pachiti suggested I'd be new Jack. And I was like, I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> he right. walked into the office and stopped signs, just beating fuck out of people. Fuck off. Um, would turned up and you'd just go rossing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While playing Ice Cube and Dr. Dre at unfathomable, <laughs> unfathomable volume. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I'm fine with that. There you go. That's, okay. that's cool. Uh, okay, April 10th this week in the, in the real world. In Barrow Island, Australia, the fastest wind speed is recorded during a tropical storm, but not at tor- not a tornado. 253 miles an hour was the winds in Barrow Island, Australia. And I'm not sure if it's been beaten yet. It's a bit excessive, right. isn't it? It's, if anything, it's too much. Yeah. Uh, April 12th is the Rock for the Rainforest Benefit Concert at Carnegie Hall. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice. Practice. And that's what they did. <laughs> Sting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he practiced. Hello, Sting. I read, I read it's me, Sting. Oh, Lex Luger, stop being a fucking knocker. Um, you're still my friend, though. Oh, you're still my friend, but don't fucking turn on me like Ric Flair does every fucking month. 
Ja! Ja, oh, fuck, he's fucking turned on me. Fuck, he should have seen that fucking coming. Uh, Sting, Elton John, James Taylor, Don Henley, Diana Ross, Robin Williams, and Kenny Kirkland? The rest yeah. of it's a banger, though. Yeah, great one, yeah. Big gig, that. Yeah. April 12th. Uh, the day after that, unrelated, Channel 4 airs the first of 10 episodes of The Gabby Roslin Show, a chat show presented by Gabby Roslin, aiming to capture the atmosphere of Parky from the 70s. Ratings dived <laughs> from 3 million to under a million within two weeks. Panned by viewers, panned by critics. We got the 10 and then it was never mentioned again. Yeah, I couldn't even remember that. I liked Gabby Roslin, but... I think they were just trying to cash in on the big big breakfast popularity. Right? More than likely, yeah. Just sort of catch a little bit of that wind on there. We never really... Like, America has, like, the late show and stuff like that. Mm. And they're, like, part of, like, the, the the TV culture over there. Whenever we try and do, like, a late show, it's always shit. The, the only ones... I that, don't know why. Yeah, because they have it every night, don't they? Yeah. Different ones. The only ones that worked here in the last few years was Jonathan Ross and Graham Norton. But even then... That's once a week. Mm. And TFI Friday. Yeah. Back TFI in... Friday was the closest I think we've come as well, with the exception of Graham Norton and Jonathan Ross. Yeah, because I look back fondly at that time in the 90s thinking, God, if we had these jobs in the 90s, we'd be raking it. <laughs> oh, my God, mate. I'm just, I'm sad that my my, my entry into the media came so late because I genuinely think I'd have made a lot of fucking money in the 90s. What about me? Doing all this bullshit. I wanted to do magazine journalism. Oh, <laughs> mate. Oh, you would have been there at Comag. Yeah. You'd have been storming it. Sugar Ape. God, you'd be Sugar Ape. You'd have been you'd have been one of them Sugar Ape. You'd have been coming out of that that multi-story office after writing three articles on trainers yeah. and just sinking money into a, into a bar in Soho. It, it, you'd have just been fucking throwing money up the wall. You look back on it and it's just like, oh, did get some 22-year-old dickhead wearing a nice pair of ideas and be like, do you want to go to Japan and watch a man shit in the street and we'll pay you two grand to write about it? He's like, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. That's the world that we yeah. have missed out on. Yeah. <laughs> here we are, though. Ah, cool, Britannia. <laughs> but anyway, that's the real world. Boring that. What's the wrestling world like, Jack Atkins? Quiet. Yay! <laughs> it's that little post. It's, I did have a little look through the Observer as well. Like, there's a bit of a post-mania malaise yeah. there at the moment in the wrestling world. Well, it, seems, it seems like this week WCW either haven't been on TV or have been bounced around or something like that. Mm. So WCW's been quite quiet. Um, I'm starting with some Mexico bollocks because we all like that. Mexico bollocks. So, if you'll recall, this is from the Wrestling Observer News later. Later. Mm. Ooh. Later with that, Dave Meltzer. That is Dave Meltzer's <laughs> late night call in show. Just him sat there going, ah, well, um, yeah, well, we're going to do, uh, so this is from April 15th, 96. As you recall, last week I was saying about Rey Mysterio Sr., who's Rey Mysterio Jr.'s uncle. Who's that jumping out, your mum? Are you right, Mysterio? He's dead old. Um, he was spouting some bollocks saying that he was putting on a show with WWF, WWO, and ProMel for May 5th at the 19,000-seat Tijuana Bull Ring. And he nice. said, yeah, WWF are involved. WWF is like, are we? <laughs> I love I love shit like that. So 
he's positioning it against Triple <laughs> A because everyone's a bit pissed off of Conan because Conan's like, I'm changing the game, Ian. Like, you can't change the game. He's like, I'm the fucking biggest draw in this country. I'm changing the game. So he's like, right, well, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Undertaker vs British Bulldog on same time as Triple A. <laughs> what you think about that? Uh, however, WWF officials confirmed that they are not involved in any such promotion, <laughs> nor had any knowledge of it, and that neither Undertaker nor Davy Boy Smith would be appearing on the card. I love it! I love it! It's so carny. It's brilliant! I had an incident uh, a while back. I won't say the names of the parties involved, because <laughs> uh, there's no malice about it. It's, it's all fine, and it's all sorted, and there's all love, and I wish them well. Is I got a message from a promoter uh, who said, Hi, Tom, really excited that you're on board to do our commentary for our first event back. Uh, let's arrange a call to talk about it. And I went, what's this, sorry? This is about what, sorry? What What am I doing? And then, oh, um, I understand that you've spoken to my colleague and you're doing it. No, I haven't heard a thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> to which I went to the colleague in question and I went, do you know anything about this? Yeah, we spoke about it. I was like, and now I'm having like a moment where I'm like, have I gone mad? It's like, no, we haven't. And then, like, then he screen grabbed something where he said, "Want to have a chat with you about something?" And a winky face. And I was like, and he said, "This is this is on my thread." I said, yeah, but that's the only time you've mentioned anything. You never actually <laughs> said what it was. Like, he said, I just, in my head, I thought I'd rang you and talked about it. Anyway, this is what it is. Is that all good? No, I'm not doing it. I'm not around. <laughs> Thank you, and I'm very flattered. But you thought of me, but it was that was a weird morning where it was just like, I'm really excited you're on board. So I can relate to this. But I'm very proud of you because some I know be like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting old now and I'm trying to do a little bit less. Yeah. And I'm just like, I appreciate it, but no, nah, I'm good. No, nah, I'm good. I just, I'm just good. I just don't want to burn out because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like literally like a few weeks away from my holiday and I'm just like going to slide in. A slide onto the beach, just like burned around <laughs> yeah. the edges, <laughs> like crash over the finish line, <laughs> sleep for two weeks. Oh, I fucking, uh, yeah. I need this holiday. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. that I don't enjoy working. We with... love the bones off of what we do, but that's part of the reason why we're so tired. But everyone needs a holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so Bulldog and Taker's not happening in it's Mexico. It's not happening in Mexico. Oh, no, no, it turns out it was bollocks. Um, <laughs> FMW had also announced this week that they're doing another... Bulldog versus Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> they're imagine, all getting booked. Imagine that, an FMW. Jesus. <laughs> Bulldog being like, you're a set bastard on five. <laughs> I haven't stopped bleeding for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sore arse. <laughs> Dynamite kid turns up and just starts potato and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom, you weren't invited for this reason. Get back here, Ayabusa, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't go places this is why we don't get invited at parties. You just killed I abuse her. I'll I abuse him. No, Tom. Mike Awesome. Mike Shite. More like. Leatherface. More like Mike Shite. Sally <laughs> Funk. Oh, uh, you're all right. More, yeah, I quite like you. You're fine. Sabu. More like Mike Shite. <laughs> more like Mike Shite. <laughs> Everyone's called Mike Shite in FMW. <laughs> anyway, Steph told me it was ECW, so fuck up. Oh. Um, 
So that's what's going on with Evan the Weird. Because the, the, in 1995, they had the massive stadium show where it was like 55,000 people turned up to watch Atsushi Onita get blown up. Um, so they're thinking, they're just like rolling with it. They're just like, yeah, we'll try that again. Yeah, give it a go. Um, some WCW news. We'd said last week that uh, Road Warriors had gone, we're fucking coming back because you've got to pay Scott Hall more than this. <laughs> I, love, I love doing this show because every... <laughs> When you do these recaps, like everybody is just angry northern. Road Warrior goes, fuck off, fuck, fuck off, more fucking money. Because it just makes it fun. Stop your son. <laughs> we were watching Lord of the Rings the other day, and <laughs> Sean looked disgusted at me because I, I was saying, ah, oh, you know, when they get the hobbits, they should just like pin them to the floor and just start punching them in the legs. <laughs> Because like, there's nothing funnier than someone getting repeatedly punched in the legs. And she looked at me saying, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, imagine you're having a fight with someone, but instead of like actually fighting, you get into the floor and just start giving them a dead leg. It's really funny. In the jabs. And she was like, you're not well. <laughs> so yeah, uh, t- uh, Road Warriors. Sorry. So, so, so tell me again what Hawk said. He's like, do you want to give it... <laughs> You're going to give more money to the man who thinks he's a car and Tony Montana. Bastards. We're going to fuck off. The man who thinks he's a car. And then two days later, they're like, all right, we'll stay. And so apparently, according to today, what had happened was they hadn't signed a contract. They'd only signed an offer sheet for a certain amount of money. Oh. They'd heard Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are coming in and going to get paid out the arse. I'm like, we're not happy with that. We want to go to WWF. However, the offer sheet required a competitor to meet the price. And Vince McMahon went, I've got no money. I've given it, <laughs> I've given it all to Jim Helwood. <laughs> so uh, the Road Warriors came back to WCW and it was just like, well, I guess we had a change of heart. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Vince, have us back. No, we're broke. All right, WCW, we'll give you one more try. One more try. <laughs> this one made me laugh. On WCW Pro on March 30th, during a match with Bunkhouse Buck, brackets no longer with the company, versus Steve Collins, the announcers must have set an all-time record because at no point during the match did they mention the name of either competitor. Oh, God. <laughs> the WCW, mate, it's the best. Yeah, they're just... They're, I get that commentary has to get about a million other things over, but you've got to at least give some respect to the match that's happening. Never mind that, Hulk Hogan this weekend! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, like you say, we're in, the, we're in the post-Mania malaise. There have been reported by rate estimates for Mania, ranging from 1.2 to 1.5, or basically about the same as last year, which did a 1.3. And Dave's reckon that that'll probably be the most buys of the year. Yeah, probably the biggest show they do. Apparently, the original plan for, for Harvest Michaels to be tied at two falls each and going to overtime. Then it went to one fall each, and then that doesn't work for me, brother. So zero falls each. <laughs> and there's been more public outcry over Goldust. I'm not gonna. I didn't bother quoting the report because the language of it has. Mm. It's 90s language. Yeah, that's through, through no malice from Dave, it's just a product of its time. Yes, but more people have been kicking off saying, look, this is just promoting gay bashing and a dangerous uh, example to set the to g- kids. Gay panic, it was the, yeah. was the thing, wasn't it? Uh, WWF just said, oh, he's, he's androgynous. We're not, we've not said he's gay. He's just a, a, a different character uh, to try and get around it. Mm. But it, it's controversy creates cash. Yeah, mm. um, that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much all I saw. One of the little bit that I just want to chuck in here because I don't know where else I would chuck mm. it to be honest. Uh, a bit of Brian Adams news. Oh, I missed this. Not the singer. I'm gonna run to you. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Brian Adams is currently filming a martial arts flick in Canada. In my head, it's still <laughs> Brian Adams, the singer. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> 
Now, I looked this up. I know what film this is. Yeah? It's a Bollywood film. It is a Bollywood film. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it was filmed in Canada, but the film is called uh, Kiladion Ka Kiladi. Yes, because I've seen the clip on OSW, and the only reason I knew it was Canada is because you see the... Um, the Skyline. Yeah, you see the Toronto skyline behind it and the big fucking tower that I can't remember the name of, even though I lived there for many years. <laughs> the big fucking ugly thing, but you can see it all. But I thought it was pertinent to mention because of OSW Review, like yeah. that clip had got in circulation. So the yeah. film features uh, Brian Adams playing Crush and they got Brian Lee in to play The Undertaker. Mm. Uh, the full 10-minute match is featured in this film. Oh, Christ. And it ends with Undertaker giving Crush a neck snap and and Crush casually falling into a casket at ringside as all Undertaker matches end, whilst the baddie of the film watches on and smiles. So mm. uh, I don't know anything else about the film. No, that, no. But a little, a little pertinent bit of wrestling bollocks to squeeze in here. Yeah, I've only seen the bit that was on OSW, but as soon as you said Kanda, because I remember watching it going, oh, you know, like it's like probably when you watch something that's filmed in Worcester and you'd be like, I know where that is. Yeah, I get very excited. <laughs> I go, I've been there. Anytime I watch fucking Vera. Yeah. Fuck it, that's my walk home. It's like all the idents for Channel 4, you know, in between the continuity, they're all filmed in New Brighton and Liverpool. Yeah, uh... when Liverpool submitted the bid to be the home of Channel 4, they're like, no. I was like, fuck off. No, we just want the IDs. Yeah, we just want the IDs and Brookside and, you know, <laughs> you know we use the city We're all the time. We're going to work there. No. <laughs> I was, I was genuinely fuming when they said it's not in Liverpool. I was like, that would be so good for the region. Twat. With, we'll, 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 let's hope for more. Let's hope for something better. For Eurovision, which could yeah. potentially be in Newcastle. Yes. Crossing all the things. Anyway, let's go to Monday Night Raw! April the 8th, 2096. The Ultimate Warrior will make his triumphant return to WWF. Plus, WWF champion Yokozuna... Sorry, sorry. WWF champion Shawn Michaels takes on Jerry the King Lawler with Diesel looming at ringside. Plus, giants will collide when Yokozuna goes one-on-one -on -one with Vader. Ahmed Johnson challenges the British Bulldog in an arm wrestling contest. And Hunter Hearst Helmsley faces Duke the Dumpster Drossy and much, much more. That's all from the... The, the little preamble thing yeah. at the uh, on the website, which I copied here for my own reference, and then I've just read it verbatim. I like that. Like a basic bitch. Because weirdly, um, this episode didn't start with, tonight on Raw! It just went straight into the... Went straight into the opening, then we're away. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Perfect replaces Jerry Lawler on commentary. A quiet return for mm -hmm. Kurt Hennig. Nothing he, in The Observer. No, because he was at, he was on one of the In Your Houses that we watched. Was it In Your House or was it the Rumble? Ah, yes. But because obviously me and you were probably talking about, I don't know, fucking Maid Marion and Her Mary now. <laughs> we weren't listening to the commentary, so. Uh, the, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's an, it's, is it a welcome return? I mean, we'll, we'll gauge his commentary. We'll grade his commentary at the end of tonight. Raw is now starting... At seven at eight fifty five, yeah, which is a new initiative from the WWF and the USA Network to encourage people to stay with Raw. Hence, why they want to get cracking with the knacking immediately. Yeah, like going seven eight fifty five. Fucking the show is off and off. And the first thing that we see, like literally thirty seconds into it, is Yokozuna making his way to the ring for our opening match. It is a battle of the monsters: Yokozuna versus Vader. Oh, now this is the match they would they didn't want to put on at WrestleMania. Mm. They were concerned about this match for Mania. Uh, were they right to be concerned? Let's find out together. Now, was Vader, was Yokozuna holding open the rope for Vader? It looked like it. Or was he just knackered? I think he was just knackered. I think he's just knackered. Because at first he was like, oh, isn't he lovely? And he was like, oh no, he's just staring him out and having a little breather. <laughs> uh, 
for only the second time this week, probably, Yokozuna and Vader are together with potatoes because they potato the fuck out of each other at the start of this one. Uh, within a minute, Yoko hits a Samoan drop on Vader. It was fucking great. Oh. Did they went too soon into the heavy bits or is it just a case of let's get this match fucking done? Get it done. Three, three minutes and out. Uh, Vader floors Yoko moments later with a clothesline. Like Yoko like leaves his feet like Sonic the Hedgehog losing his rings. <laughs> like proper bounces off this lariat. <laughs> batters him in the corner. Even Cornette gives a little tennis racket shot to Yoko for good measure. Uh, rock bottom and a leg drop gets Yoko back into it. Two championship winning moves from Yoko, who then batters Vader in the corner for a little bit longer. Vader manages to dodge a corner splash. And then Cornette holds Yoko's leg down and Vader pivots and hits a Vader bomb directly onto Yoko's leg. Yokozuna screams like an animal in pain. Mm. And Mr. Perfect on commentary is adamant that he heard a pop. Not from the crowd, but from his leg. (laughs) Vader gives him two more for good measure and the referee awards Vader the win by stoppage. He then hoofs Vader out. Vader then hoofs Yokozuna out of the ring, and a fleet of EMTs bring out a far too small stretcher to get him to the back. But don't worry, they've got a solution because after the break, fucking forklift <laughs> takes Yokozuna to the back after this four-minute clattering. Thoughts on the opener? I fucking loved this. It was really good. It was great. Yeah. It was. Like you said, it was like a condensed match. It was like, right, let's try each other very... It was what you wanted from Vader versus Yoko, basically. They hit each other very hard. Yoko did some big moves, and Vader looked like a monster. We've never seen Yoko looking like this, screaming in pain. It was very effective. Um, as a guy, a big monster twatathon. <laughs> there was only two... There was one thing that I didn't like. Repeatedly, Vince proudly called Yoko the biggest man in the history of the WWF. And it's like, hmm... Well, he is, isn't he? He is, but it's like, oh, it's it's concerning, though, at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah, whenever they mention, like, his weight, yeah. like, it's like, yeah, but he, that is a worry yeah. that he is the biggest man in the history of the WWF. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be that fat. It's a bit terrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this would have been fine for Mania. Yeah. Give them just five minutes of that at WrestleMania. It would have been a spectacle. Yeah. I think I would. And I get the concern, because both aren't... 100%. So having it as a six-man tag, it takes some pressure off. Mm. But if you were going to do it anyway, you might as well have just got it done there and there. Do big injury angle at WrestleMania. You could have had uh, Gorilla Monsoon coming back then rather than the main event and then him like hooshing Vader oh. out and get rid of him. And then you turn it into a big schmaz with Ahmed and Jake and Camp Cornette and you could have transitioned it into just a regular tag match as Yoko's writhing in pain. You you could have done, but they didn't. They didn't. Uh, During this match, according to the Observer, Vader broke his eardrum. (laughs) So like, as if he's not packed enough, just another little injury on top of all his other shit, just broke his eardrum in this match. I can't think where he broke it. It must have just been on a landing. Like, I can only think the rock bottom or maybe the leg drop. One of the clatterings, maybe. (laughs) Possibly a potato in. Yeah, that that early potato in might have actually done it. Because at one point I thought he fucked his shoulder again after, I think, landed on the Samoan drop because he's got a 600 pound landed on him. And Vader just goes, fucking hell. Oh, jeez. Because he's from Kirkdale. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) is in our world. 
Anyway, uh, as, as we say, after the break, Forklift is getting Yokozuna to the back. It's yep. just the, it, it kind of, this, the indignity of suddenly an episode of Raw becoming my 600 pound life. Exactly. Yeah. It was just, I felt for him. Yeah, because in WWF, you can imagine Vince being like, but look at the size of our superstars, larger than life. But it's just like, oh, you've got a quite unwell man there. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a healthy boy. Yeah. Vince McMahon is in the ring. He's back! Of course, talking about the ultimate warrior. A warrior makes his way to the ring to have a chat with Vince McMahon. He charges to the ring like he like a not a year has passed. Thunderous ovation for the warrior. The crowd are genuinely up for seeing him. There, it, wa- there was some piped in audio though. Was there a bit it, of piped innessness? They'd sweetened it, but you could tell that they were up for it. Yeah, I, actually, like emo- like you could see them like physically like yeah. getting onto their feet. And yeah, but I, I, th- I think they made it just a, gave it a little whoosh as well because pumped it a bit more. Uh, Mr. Perfect was silent all the way through this as well. Un- until he was fully in the ring. He wasn't giving a little thing saying, ah, oh, the Warriors, blah, 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 blah. Well, just as well, because there was a bit later on where he talks on his own and he was awful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad that he was quiet. So maybe maybe the audio <laughs> sweetened it because they may have cut out his comments. And But there was... Maybe. My, my ears did pick up a little... Mm, a little sweetening. Uh, Vincent Man asks the Warrior where he's been. He's been to... Here we go. Fucking... Those places where a man goes... Of any importance are places you can't find on a map. For a man to find himself, he has to go to one place. Deep, deep, deep in the mind. For three and a half years, there's been one thing that will not die. The voices. The spirit of the warrior. All of you spoke to me. That's from the opening. The very blood of your visions said one thing. We want the warrior. And we want to live one more time in the power of the warrior. Mate, just say you're in Swindon. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, Vince replies yes indeed (laughs) Vince asks how Warrior will fare against the new generation Warrior says my contract says I ain't losing any scrubs on this (laughs) roster Vince nah he just spouts some bollocks about the spirit of the Warrior but he's interrupted by his first opponent who he will compete with on April the 28th Goldust Goldust does a deep breath like a little which Warrior responds with a snort I thought it was quite a nice little visual. Uh, Come out to play, says the Ultimate Warrior, quoting the Warriors from 1979. He does not clack any bottles, sadly. Golda suggests that Warrior could be a Superman and he could climb on his back and they could ride off into the sunset together. Warrior cuts him off, but holds off on his true opinion, (laughs) putting a pin in that into his speech at UConn in 2005. Mm. Instead, Warrior says, "What what is, is... And whatever you're into, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, oh, big bleepy swear. Yeah. Big bleepy swear. If you're looking for a full-length action movie feature, I've got a full-length feature for you. Me kicking your ass from beginning to end. Warrior clotheslines Goldust and he and Marlena take a powder. I loved when Warrior stopped the fucking spiritual bollocks and just started swearing. Yeah. That was good. Is this, this potentially <laughs> then the first time in WWF history where someone's been beeped out then? No, I'm sure it's been done before. Maybe in the 80s or something. Yeah, I doubt it's the first time. But it doesn't happen very often. No, no, no. And this is why this is why uh, swear words are good in 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 sl- in low context. Yes. In, in low use because I think you have those people that f and jeff every single word, but then you have those people that very rarely swear. <laughs> so when I go fuck, like it rings through because people go, we just swear very often. Yeah. So it's like, it's good, because swear words are meant to have that impact. I, I do the opposite when I compliment someone. She's like, oh, 
Jack's in a good mood. <laughs> yeah. He's usually kicking a bin. Um, <laughs> See, he is. It, There's it, normally a hobbit in it as well. Fuck, getting his shins kicked. Dickhead. Fuck, have his shins. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was. It, it was definitely a segment of two halves, wasn't it? Mm. The of the warriors. Hadaba. I was like, shut up. And then, like you said, <laughs> Goldust comes out and he, he stops giving his opinion of why the world won't work. He just goes all bootle on him. Yeah, he does. He's like, hey, dickhead. <laughs> I, I thought it was weird, though, that Warrior called him a freak because didn't he often, like, use the word freak in a good way for most of, the, of his career? I think he did, but I don't think he meant it in a nice way. Yeah, yeah. but it, this was this was tamer than the real Jim Helwig, but the the end of it, yeah, it it worked. It gave it an extra edge in being beep, beeped out, saying he's going to kick his ass, and this is coming after Vader's just broken mm. someone's leg, and it's like, oh, this is... It was a spicy episode of Raw from yeah, the off. Really I was. think it updates Warrior as well. I think it like in this new era, I think it gives him a little new coat of paint to kind of... So he doesn't he doesn't look like an 80s relic mm. amongst younger stars, which I think was my concern was like he's going to stand out too much in too many different ways. Yeah. But by changing, by by sort of twisting the, I think we're still going to get like oh the warrior and the destructivity and all that. We'll still get all that bollocks. But every so often you're just going to go, I'll kick your fucking head in, mate. Like and that's fine. I was laughing during this though because Goldust got a good like four inches on him. Yeah. And I thought, imagine if these two had a real fight, Dustin Rhodes would kill him. Oh, we batter <laughs> him. Absolutely batter him. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, first half I was like, oh shit, here we go with the warrior, but. Pleasantly surprised. Yokozuna is backstage. He's still on the forklift. Bless him. <laughs> and here comes Braun Vader. I'm not finished with you! <gasps> Batters Yoko with a chair. And Yoko is just screaming like an animal in pain again. Vader is brutal tonight, and it's great. Like, the, the running joke is he just keeps finding Yokozuna and twatting him. I, I like the fact that the forklift driver just calmly remained in the car. But like, I'm going to pretend I haven't seen anything because if I pop my head out, I will get killed. I was going to say, yeah, I ain't getting amongst that. He's like, yep, continue fighting, lads. Just don't look at me. <laughs> I am I am merely an NPC and in this, this world. This was great. This, Like I say, you're saying, it was like action now. Mm. We cut backstage where there's a, a feral shaved bear smashing some <laughs> fat lad with a chair. I was like, yeah, you got my money. This is raw. <laughs> this is raw. Uh, Duke the Dumpster Drossy in action next against Hunter Hearst Helmsley. This has been a rivalry apparently bubbling over for a couple of months. On Superstars. On Superstars. <laughs> so let's bring it to the main show. Duke runs into the ring, backdrops and body slams Hunter to get us started. Hunter uh, gets clotheslined out of the ring shortly afterwards. Hot out of the blocks is Duke the Dumpster. A nice shaven hair as well. I think we saw his shaven hair the other week, but yeah. I think it suits him more. Uh, we get a picture-in-picture picture of Sable slapping Hunter and leaving with Mero from last week. So continuing that little story. Uh, Hunter Flair flips into the corner. He loves doing that because he's reminded he <laughs> pretend to be Ric Flair. <laughs> he then gets military pressed by Duke. Fuck me. I didn't see that coming. I like the fact as well that Duke knew where the hard cam was and when he had him in military press, he looked at it and just went... Yeah, like, pro. Yeah. What a pro, ladies and gentlemen. What a pro. What a pro. Uh, Hunter dumps Duke to the outside as Vince congratulates the preview channel on their highest rating ever for the WrestleMania free-for-all. It's the fucking preview channel and you're putting actual content on there. Of course it's going to be the highest rated. Congratulations. Hey. We get another picture in picture and it's Mark Mero. <laughs> oh, this is fucking funny. <laughs> it's going to Mark Mero. And he goes, you caught me by surprise at WrestleMania. Well, Silver Spoon, which is a great brand of sugar. 
the wild surprises start next week on Raw. And then he stares at the hard cam. And then, like, the big light goes off. But he had his mouth open and he went, her. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> but he kept his face as the light like it faded out so you just see him in the dark going <laughs> it's like Mark close your mouth there is there is something that I find deeply amusing about those videos where you kind of capture the first second or two before they start yeah and then the second or two after when they've stopped remember when uh, it was on Raw it was on Smackdown the other week when Shawn Michaels announced that uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Starks were not going to compete mm-hmm and there's a, he, so a video dropped of Shawn Michaels making that announcement, and it's wonderfully awkward. Oh. From from the heart, I don't know whether you've seen it. I'm going to show it you. No, I've, I've it's read, wonderful. I've read the recaps. You know me at the weekend wrestling. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Working nine to five, putting in minimal effort. <laughs> <laughs> it's only like some wrestling geek, and I just enjoy this sort of thing. So yeah, I enjoy it as well. But yeah, it's just let's let's, let's see. Fuck H. me. And then right at the end. Oh, Sean. Oh, then right at the end. Come on. Come on, Sean. Back up. Back. (laughs) 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 Fucking crop your video, lads. Come on. Sean. Oh, just that, and it, and I, and I saw that, and then it reminded me of the Martin Mero bit. He's just, <laughs> just staring in the dark. Aw- awkwardness work. is just, you can't fake it, can you? You cannot fake awkwardness. It's beautiful. Um, anyway, back to the match. Remember, there is a match. <laughs> Hunter's in control through all of this nonsense and through the break as well. The dumpster count as the pedigree with a catapult and then a gorgeous spine oh, buster. Lovely. <laughs> However, the trash compactor is countered by the pedigree, giving Shaw, giving HBK's mate HHH the one, two, three. <laughs> well done. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a recovery win for Hunter. It, it was oddly booked, though, because... Duke Drosy got a lot of offense. He got loads in, didn't he? More um, than I thought he would probably get. And he was a better worker than I realized. Some of the stuff he was doing, I was like, fuck me, you can go. I love the fact that like <laughs> he's almost sticking it to the the man because the whole reason he got hired back in the day was because he was number 500 on the PWI 500. Yeah. And Vince said, give me the 500th, mem- the 500th name in the PWI and I'll make him a star. Yeah. And it was Duke Drosy. And you know what? It was a fair fucking effort to do so. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely fair effort. But yeah, it, it, it was odd because, like you said, it's a recovery win for Hunter, but he spent like 70% of the match getting battered mm. by a bin man. <laughs> but like, result was never in doubt. Uh, and we move on to Mark Mara. We do. Uh, we move on to a recap of Mankind's debut last week, Attacking the Undertaker. Oh, gorgeous. Gee, I'm, I'm kind of glad that Mankind wasn't on this week and we just got the replay of last week. Yes. Just to kind of keep his idea fresh and evil in our minds, if you know what I mean. I don't know if I want to see him again before In Your House now. No, I don't think I do either. Maybe another video from the boiler room or something, but yeah, just keep the mystique. Keep the mystique alive. Uh, Yokozuna is being loaded into an ambulance with a lovely wood finish. Mm. I really like this. (laughs) Bellowing like an animal. Uh, Mr. Perfect opines that we may never see Yokozuna again. I'm really sad that we didn't get Vader just ripping open the doors and beating him up some more. Get here. Slap I'm not finished with you. I'm going to wind you. Like that, bra- like the Braun Roman thing. Yeah. 
was just great. It was perfect. It was so. I don't think it had the effect that the company wanted. No. In sort of making Roman a sympathetic face. We just love Broad Strowman for the just like almost the comedy. Keep turning up and beating a man up. I loved us Invader do that more. It was yeah, whacking him as it, you say. He was just this confused looking giant lunatic who was running around with grappling hooks and eating cake and <laughs> throwing Roman Reigns <laughs> off loading bays. It was like, how are we not going to cheer this? this is <laughs> He's like, the best. <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, we, will we see Yoko again? Well, he's out of action for a good long while now, but he will make a return to the WWE. Okay. But, in a, in, but certainly a, a shadow of where he was in terms of the pecking order. Mm. Uh, we may get, I think we get maybe one more championship match with him in. Yeah. I think. I think there's one more to go, and it'll be on Raw in, a, in a, oh gosh, six months' time or something like that. Um, but then I think, yeah, it just, it's a sort of a quiet ending for Yokozuna. But we'll talk about it as we get there. Mm. Back to the ring. And it's Bulldog. Oh, it's right. Versus Ahmed <laughs> in an arm wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diana Hart-Smith is ringside having a lovely time or a bad time or she's eaten a bad sweet. It's always difficult to tell with Diana Hart-Smith. But she's still somehow like in the... Good-looking member of the Hart family. She is the most good-looking, <laughs> despite the fact that she always has a look on her face that she's trying to figure out Google Maps. Like, she's always just like... Mm-hmm. Turn left here, turn yeah. right here. Who's farted? Or, or, or maybe she's <laughs> trying to hold in some wind yeah. at a family do. Like, mm-hmm. And he's got any Rennie. <laughs> yeah. Rennie King! Uh, Don't you worry, go inside! Rennie King! You've got Gavis gone, King! Come as soon as we're pouring up some cash. Gavis gone. Not just the, what I shout when my mate goes home. Where's Gav? You Gav, shout Gavis gone. Gavis gone. <laughs> but also what I have when I have too much, too much of uh, Meat King. Oh, Meat King. Uh, oh. Apparently, apparently I'm due to, I, I, I am the responsible one for a rising gout in 1996, for which I do not apologise. Ooh. Venison Kings go on gangbusters. <laughs> Gangbuster King. <laughs> oh. oh no, I've, I've slipped into a, an allegory. Uh, Owen is <laughs> Owen is accusing Ahmed of trying to cheat by picking up his chair as they get set up for this one. Owen's hilarious on this because he's like just he just keeps interjecting and going, "Hang on, no, he's not ready. He's not ready yet. He's cheating. Watch him." Talking of hilarious, did you see Vince's face as Ahmed got on the ring though? No. Ahmed gets on the ring and Vince going. <laughs> Wow, look at the size of him. Look at the tonnage on this man. (laughs) He's going to make me a lot of money. Jack Doan is the referee for this one, and he gives Owen a right telling. Oh, he's taking no shit. No shit. Owen makes one more attempt to interject just as they're about to get underway, uh, saying that Bulldog's not ready. Kevin Doan tells him to leave, which he does with the help of some cajoling from Earl Hebner. This will be the last time that Earl Hebner will incur the wrath of the Hart family in the WWF. Arm wrestling match gets underway. (laughs) Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Olive and June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. <laughs> The crowd chants Ahmed as they go back and forth. Ahmed looks like he's about to lose, but he bellows and <laughs> snatches victory. There's not very much else to say about the arm wrestling match itself. It's like, you can't really call it blow for blow. It's just two men pretending to move their hands around. They didn't even have a proper arm wrestling table. They just had a wooden table. Yeah, nowadays they go to the effort of having the pads and the little holding yeah. pole and stuff like that. It's just a table here. Mm. And what a table. <laughs> Because the true match is about to begin here. Because all along, it was not the the match between Ahmed Johnson and the Bulldog. It was a match between the British Bulldog and a table featuring Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> so, post-match, Bulldog clatters Ahmed with a steel chair. Mm. He's unhappy that he's lost the arm wrestling match. He sets up the table in the corner. And just as Ahmed starts to fight back, Bulldog throws him at the table in the corner. The table does not break, but it is now covered in oil. What? You could have cooked some chips on it. It's fucking grim, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like an Ahmed Johnson-shaped oil splat. <laughs> the table. It's like something from uh, Police Squad or Naked Gun. <laughs> Bulldog picks up Ahmed, throws him again. The table still doesn't break. It's just oilier. <laughs> Bulldog then picks up the table, throws it on up. It goes like edge first into his ribs. And I was like, oh, fucking hell, David. But the table doesn't break. And Bulldog, you can tell, is getting really fucking annoyed. Because he lays the table onto Ahmed, just starts stomping on it. Like a child who hasn't got his way at the theme park. It still doesn't fucking break. And the crowd are just going, he's hardcore. He's hardcore. <laughs> Eventually, as a bulldog seems to be busking here, just throwing the table at Ahmed. Eventually, he just gives it one more fuck it. And <laughs> Somewhere, Matthew Gregg has a great idea for an incurring bit on Botchamania. Who is the table? <laughs> Ooh, I am the table. Uh, Diane isn't massively amused by it all, or maybe she is. It's hard to tell. <laughs> oh, no. This was funny as fuck. I... <laughs> I, I thought I thought it was really good because because I was questioning at first because we've only had one table bump in WWF. I'm like, is this just a legit table? And the idea of breaking tables isn't really a done thing yet. But like you said, it did seem like Bulldog was like, "Fucking hell, break your bastard!" Because mm. because when you put one in the corner, you're meant to put the legs up, aren't you? So it's got no resistance behind it, so you go through. But That's you left the legs down, so it was just. Like, <laughs> Four inches thick. Just thick and bouncing off. And then the leg got caught under the bottom rope, so when he tried to move it, he snapped the leg off and he went, fuck it, and started hoying it. <laughs> but it worked. It worked well, because it, it seemed, like you said, there was genuine rage. I thought the double stomps were pretty cool, and Bulldog just losing his rag. And again, another 
urgent segment with someone getting absolutely battered. <laughs> it's all been that this week, isn't it? It's yeah. Very aggressive this week. Yeah. Fresh off of their losses at WrestleMania, Savio Vega and Goldust will face each other next week on Raw for the Intercontinental Championship. I wonder who will win that. Oh, it's, 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 just, it's an interesting one. Uh, out comes Diesel in sunglasses, swatting away hands for guest commentary of our main event. He's wearing a Shawn Michaels T-shirt. He's asked why he's he, he, when he's asked why he's wearing a Shawn Michaels T-shirt. He says, "Because I'm a member of the Click." And Perfect responds with, "I'm not." And then Diesel goes, "Ha ah, yeah, nah, me neither." <laughs> Just Diesel being Diesel, funny he, Diesel things. He was amazing on commentary. He was great. <laughs> The main event he is calling is Shawn Michaels versus Jerry the King Lawler. Now, this was a W. This was Vince said this was a non-title match, but Earl Hebner held the belt up. Yes. So I was very confused. Yeah, because even Nash alluded to it possibly being a title match as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, Vince put Shawn over as a triple crown champion. Diesel scoffs at the idea, saying it took him eight years. I did it in two. It's true, he did. Uh, Vince pro- uh, Diesel promises to give Sean the beating of his life. Sean has never beaten Diesel, but Diesel has beaten Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Commentary are very much hyping in your house, good friends, better enemies. Sean versus Diesel being the main event as this main event of Raw gets underway. It's a slow, old school, Jerry Lawler paced match. Lots of stalling, lots of begging off. A crowd sign that says, bring back Jameson. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> my grandson. Uh, they show footage of Diesel turning on Sean at Madison Square Garden. But Diesel explains what really <laughs> happened. He was helping Sean put some vertebrae in his back. Yeah. Back in place. What a jam up guy. I mean, we all know that HBK has a bad back. He was just helping out a pal. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Lawler does get an advantage in this match due to probably an eye rake or something. I really switched off from it. He lands a pile driver and gets only a two count. He goes for a double axe handle and gets a punch in the gut for his trouble, and short, which gets Sean back into this hard fought match. Michaels lands an elbow, but instead of covering, he ends up jaw jacking with Diesel on commentary. And this allows Lawler a chance to sneak up like a sneaky boy. But Michael senses the sneaking and lands sweet chin music. Mm. Then in a really cool moment, as he biffs Lawler with the sweet chin music, he sits on top of Lawler, grabs his leg and pins him while staring at Diesel on commentary. Like doesn't take his eyes off Diesel as he puts the pin on. I thought that was great. And the moment the pin goes down, all Sean wants to do is fucking have Diesel in the ring. Come on, let's go. Diesel eventually gets up, takes off his glasses, (laughs) takes off his watch slowly looks like he's going to walk away yeah but then gets into the ring and as he gets in Sean jumps him and batters him not a baby face not a baby face no (laughs) heelish they are slugging one another Mr. Perfect distracts Sean Michaels which allows Diesel to boff him with a big boot. Yeah. And then Perfect throws the WWF Championship to Diesel, and he waffles Sean with the title. Stands over him, gives it the old crowd taunt, and then Raw ends with Sean just flat out on the mat. Yeah. And a, and a potential alliance between Diesel and Mr. Perfect being teased. I like it. You like Diesel and Perfect as a thing? Because Perfect and Sean have had bad blood in the past. Ah. WrestleMania 9, me being fuming as a kid. One of my vivid memories of watching Perfect and Sean fighting backstage after Perfect lost to Lex Luger. So they had previous back then. And also, I always liked, I think, Perfect with Flair as the world champion as this kind of fixer I thought was really good. And I Mm. thought if you could get that magic again with Nash, I'd 
don't think it's going to be a long term mm. thing. No, I, cause that's it. Cause I don't remember no. them as a as a as a duo at any point. But clearly, they're they're setting something up here. Mm. But I, I like that. Like you, I was just like, why is Perfect getting involved? But mm. Mm. but um, what a fucking bad match! Though. It was <laughs> awful. Bad choice for Shawn Michaels' first opponent. Yeah, you could have had somebody in there. That whilst you know we there was no doubt that Sean was going to lose in his first match, or he was always going to win his first match. Yeah, you could have had somebody in there that could have given him a more engaging match. I think you know when you when you're selling the idea of this is the new generation and your first title match is against a, an an old commentator. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of I I didn't like it at all. Like, I didn't like it at all. I know I, whether or not this was a way of getting Jerry Lawler off commentary. To do a bit, you could have done anything else. Because if it wasn't for Nash on commentary, this would have been a disaster. Yeah, this was a bad first night on the office yeah. for Shawn Michaels. The, the the last bit, like you said, with um, the super kick out of nowhere and staring down Diesel was fantastic. Mm. Uh, and I did like um, Jerry Law's pile driver as a man in the third row had a paper bag on his head and looked like the man with the stick. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, it was just every time HBK hit Lola, Lola would do proper panto 1970s house show sound like, ah, oh, oh, my ribs. And I was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't. wasn't Joe good. would have been a better first opponent. And I don't know whether it would have got in the way of too many other storylines. And I know it's click based, but fuck it. Sean and Helmsley. Oh, I was going to say one, two, three, kid. Oh, kid's a bit out of favor yeah, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So I think Sean and Helmsley Sean would have been a good way to go. Because yeah. it would have been nothing. No, they would have they would have had each other. A, they would have given each other a fight. Yeah. And it would have been entertaining, and it would have, and again, it would have kind of got over the idea of the new generation a bit more. It was Sean and Helmsley. Can't wait until they eventually do battle for the European Championship. Oh um, yes, but yeah, like, or I know he's fallen down the pack and order, but Isaac Yankum. Yeah, there's other people you could have put in there that yeah. weren't Jerry fucking Lawler. Yeah. That's a bad choice for a first match, but the final angle of the night. I'm I'm up for yep. Diesel now. Like the fact that Diesel is now Sean's proper first challenger. Yeah, this is a cool setup. Ready for these two to fucking go for it in the main event. Yeah, and you know they'll make each other look good. Even though Nash is on his way out of the company, yeah. he's he's gonna make his boy look good. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Thoughts on Raw this week? Good show. Banger of a show, wasn't it? Good show. Real um, banger of a show. But before I sat down to watch this, uh, a little bit of a. How the sausage is made. Uh, Tom said to me, I watched this. It's good. You're in for a treat. And I sat down. I was like, oh, yeah. There was an edge to it. Swearing. Lots of weapons. In ring wise, it was okay. But the angles, it was solid. It was focused. Full speed to in your house. Yeah, exactly. Because um, this has been my problem with WWE for the last couple of years. But you've got storylines all the way through the card on this. Going back from last week. So we're setting up Taker and Michaels. Mm -hmm. We're setting up. Bulldog and Ahmed. Yeah. We're setting up Diesel and HBK. We're setting up Ultimate Warrior and Goldust. We'll get the tag titles back into play with Sonny as manager. There's just, it's all starting to bubble away. It, it's not like my, my problem with a lot of modern WWE, although they're getting better at it, was it seems to be if it's not the main event, who cares kind of thing. Mm -hmm. People will just have a match. Your main event is your world title feud will be there, and Randy Orton will have a feud, and the rest of it, yeah. But I, I like I like a spread, I like mm. a good spread, <laughs> I like a good spread, a good spread. Yeah, I cocktail like cocktail sausages. 
Little butties with crust cut off. <laughs> this continues to get over what I believe is that Raw, I'm watching Nitro week to week, Raw is the better program. Yeah. Even though the ratings may not go their way for a long time, at least 83 weeks, Raw is consistently a better show. Yes. It's more focused. It's more controlled. There are stories that I'm more invested in. Weirdly, because they've got less, they're doing more with less. Yeah. Whereas on Nitro, they've got access to everything and they don't know what to fucking do with it. If anything, it's always it's sometimes it's better to have less of something because you make the most you get the most out of it then. Yeah. Rather than just having a roster of hundreds and you don't know where to start. Look at you, Tony Khan. I was gonna say, look at <laughs> look at AEW now compared to a year ago or even two years ago. We were saying this in the office the other day about how a couple of years back with AEW, you'd see someone wrestle one week and you wouldn't see them for three weeks because they'd just rotate and be like, this week the Jungle Boy is going to headline and next week the tag title is going to headline and then the week after that, then we'll have a world title thing. And But now it's just like, oh shit, we've got so many people who've got to try and keep them all happy. Yeah, It's a bit unfocused. Yes, it is indeed. And Nitro is having a similar issue, which is why I think a lot of comparisons are drawn between the two. I don't. Will AEW go the way of Nitro? Well, that's not for us to talk about. That's something for a more modern day editorial based podcast to do. We're too busy <laughs> watching Raw from 1996, watching Vader batter the fuck out of Yokozuna. Hey. That's the happy days. And until we get a chance to do that again, he is at Brat Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. <laughs> We're at Cold Holic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Oily Ahmed. Ooh, table, look at you. Love you, bye. (laughs) Don't show me that. (laughs) Send this directly to his dad. (laughs) These days, having versatile clothing you can wear anywhere is a must. That's why American Giant makes all sorts of versatile any-weather staples, hoodies, jackets, and more. Whether you're buying a gift or stocking your closet, you'll find just what you need. And it's all made right here in the USA. Find your new wardrobe staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code AnyStyle24 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Promo code AnyStyle24. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from.